ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Factory Reboot. This time is Anime Talk. Very well. Welcome, people. So, today we have lots to talk about. So, before I start, I just want to remind you guys that basically what I'm going to do is that Anime Talk will be related to um, basically Mondays and gaming will be on Fridays. So, the reason it's Mondays is so that most of the animes and mangas that I care about are out by then. And it'll make this process a little bit easier. So yeah, if you're, um, if you're going to listen to the anime talk, then we're gonna, I'm going to do it on Mondays. And if you want to talk about games, you want to listen to uh, stuff I talk about when it comes to gaming, then yeah, Friday's your day. So anyways, today we're going to talk about lots of things that have happened in the anime world. As you know, I'm not a huge fan of everything in every anime. I mean, I don't watch lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. I'm not like anime AJ. I mean, he's a legend. He do he watches many stuff. And he knows many, many stuff. So much stuff. But I usually go around story beats and theories and things like that. Before we start, however, let me tell you that this episode is spoiler filled so unless you have read Dragon Ball Super My Hero Academia or are up to date on any of them you aren't up to date on any of them so please skip this episode so you won't be spoiled however if you are up to date on both of these then yeah listen on and have some fun with us okay so first let's talk about Dragon Ball Super so Comic-Con at home happened and guess what Dragon Ball introduced a new movie to the world. None other than Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. Yeah, let that sink in for a few minutes. Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. <laughs> Why? I mean, at this point, it's just funny the way they name their stuff. I think they don't really spend that much time naming it. They're just like, okay, so... Who's the hero or the villain? It's this guy. Okay, name it that. <laughs> That's all I think they ever think about. But okay, Dragon Ball Super Super Hero is slated to come out on 2022. The trailer that was revealed was CGI mostly. It looked very much like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot video game. Um, but at the same time, it had some frame rate issues that these issues actually were basically fixed um, by the people who saw the trailer I mean basically people on Twitter went ahead and fixed it however a different version of that trailer basically a better frame rate but that trailer was released on the official website and it was actually much better when you watch it because you know at least it seems that it's a bit more stable or at least it looks a bit better pleasing to the eye however some have noted that this is probably sped up so we don't know for sure, but at least it's better than what was revealed. At the same time, the story hasn't been talked about much, but it's been said that basically it's a slice of life um, anime movie. And um, we saw the new designs for Piccolo. Piccolo apparently has a house now, and he's wearing shoes. Literal shoes, as opposed to what he was wearing before. And Pan has a new design, and she looks much older than when she was in Dragon Ball Super, basically. In Dragon Ball Super, last time we saw her, she was a baby. But now, in the movie, she's apparently going to school, or preschool, I, I guess. And she looks super cute. Now, we can 
probably think that she's maybe three, four year old at this point. But you know what? Let's say that Pan, yes, is that old and she's going to preschool. This means at this point, Goten and Trunks are late teens. So what the hell, Toei? I mean, make them look like they are late teens. And there's an argument going with people saying that, well, they they don't have to, I mean, look at Goku. He was 15 and he looked like a boy. But, okay, look, that, that was a different time back then. Probably Toriyama didn't pay that much attention or didn't really know what to do. So that's how he designed Goku. However, when you look at the other characters when they were teenagers, we have Gohan, who actually looked like a teenager back then. And when he went to university and school stuff like that he kept growing up and you saw the changes but when it comes to goten and trunks you don't see that unfortunately i mean they still look like babies i mean at this point if their new design is the same height same design they had just different clothes i'm gonna lose my shit because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever at this point, they should look like how they did at the end of DBZ. So either do that Toei or just just basically, if you're not doing it, just cancel the movie. All, all right together. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. But still, Toei, really, please, pay attention. I mean, at this point, they should look... Or I mean, they can't look like the same as Pan at this point. Come on. Come on. Seriously, at this point, I'm, I'm curious as to why Toriyama doesn't say anything. Not even Toriyama. Why don't the animators, the story writers, nobody says anything about that? They're just like, okay, let's keep them as looking as baby-like as possible. Seriously, do something. Okay, so that's enough rant about that. Um, however, when it comes to design and what they showed... Unfortunately, they didn't show much else. Uh, we did see Goku in the teaser, but, you know, he's the stable of the show and the uh, movie. So, obviously, yeah, he's the one getting shown whether or not he's the main character or not. Um, main character in the movie, I mean. Um, at the same time, we saw the designs for two more characters that were revealed that had number one and two. Probably these are the superheroes, maybe. Um, but, yeah... They they had no name. They we didn't we didn't know who they were or what their powers were. We just saw that they had a helmet that looked like um, shark fin, and uh, number one and two, kind of reminded me of one of the characters in Dragon Ball Legends. I'm not sure what his name was. I haven't played it in a long while. Zahir or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he they looked like him. At least the helmet did. So anyways, um, <clears throat> that was pretty cool to see that. Um, but we don't know exactly what the story is going to be. I read some tweets, people saying that since there's a slice of life, maybe it's about Great Saiyaman. That's why Pan was the one getting revealed. And the designs that we saw kind of were reminiscent of Great Saiyaman and basically everything related to superheroes, at least in that world. The thing is that if this story is just about um, Gohan, his Great Saiyaman run, and um, basically... Um, Pan, I would be super excited because this means that finally we're going to see some things we never saw before and it's just going to be amazing. We don't need to see like Goku and Vegeta fighting all the time, fighting some super threat. I mean, 
one of the parts of Dragon Ball that I think people love so much is the fact that sometimes it goes on into the family territory and it's pretty beautiful in every way. So I think that people would love to see that happen again. And let's be honest, it's been at its best when the family was actually involved. Like, remember Vegeta when, for example, Bulma was hurt and he became really angry or he fought of his family and in the tournament of power and started to fight or when he sacrificed himself because of the family all these are still fight scenes but it includes family because the emphasis on family is strong in Dragon Ball however we don't spend that much time talking about it and I really hope sincerely hope that this movie is gonna sideline Goku and Vegeta for a little while at least and give time to more characters including Gohan Gohan deserves his spotlight and even though in the past I have said that I would really love to see him become um, I don't know super strong once more the fact is that we have to agree that that's never gonna happen anymore and he's now basically Gohan at that and that's not bad thing that's not that's not a bad thing that's a pretty cool thing who he is now I mean th this actually happens in real life you don't have to think that you know just because it's an anime it shouldn't I think that at least for this part, Dragon Ball was a bit realistic. So, I would love to see his struggles and what he's doing. And, you know, let's be honest. Gohan has so much potential. I think he has more potential than any other Saiyan. Probably not Broly. But still, he has a lot of potential. And the truth is, the fact that he stopped fighting for his family speaks volumes. At one point, I probably would have said that, wow, that's such a waste. But now I say that, well, honestly, still his choice. I mean, he prefers to protect his family the best way he can and be there for his family, just do his own life. And I gotta say, let's be fair to the guy. I mean, he's choosing it. Choosing this kind of life. So anyways... That's about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Um, after that, the new chapter came out. And guess what? Um, Vegeta, apparently, has a new form. So before we get to that, Granola, as you know, wished to be the strongest. And he does have a lot of power. He even beat Goku and harmed Goku. But um, he's not able to use the power well because he's not trained enough. And that's exactly what Vegeta says to him. He says that, well, you are powerful, there's no denying that, but you don't have the experience I have in the battlefield. And he's not wrong. And the thing that I loved about this new chapter was how Vegeta was so excited to fight. Like, every panel you see him being super excited. And he's... You know, one thing about Saiyans is that when they even get hurt, they don't really care. They just keep on fighting. They know that it's part of the fight. Whereas other races probably just get sad, angry, or even afraid. But Vegeta is not like that. He just gets hurt and is like, yeah, screw you, I'm still gonna fight. And he still fights this guy, and even though his ass is handed to him a couple of times, and that's probably because of how OP Granola is at this point, he doesn't waver, and he's just smiling, laughing, and being like, yeah, you know, you are powerful, but you didn't have experience, and I am in my happy place. That's actually one of the best things he said ever. He said, this is my happy place. I don't have to protect anyone, any planet, or anything. Just battle and the rush of it. And I think that 
really sums up who he really is as a Saiyan, as a character. He loves fighting. He loves to fight. That's who he is. And if he doesn't have to protect anyone, he just gets to fight. He's just super happy at that point. Anyway, it was really cool seeing him do all of this. And of course, he fights. And at one point, this was one of the coolest transformations, by the way. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen it, please go to my DeviantArt. I actually have made a similar kind of transformation a long time ago. It basically was a concept of Goku fighting um, Saitama. And uh, it was basically, you know, Goku doing a new kind of Super Saiyan. Where basically it's a storm of Super Saiyan transformation happening around him. It was really cool how I designed it. I mean, it's actually one of the pieces I'm actually very proud of. So yeah, he's uh, Vegeta does that, and his transformation causes a kind of a storm or tornado, whatever you want to call it, whirlwind, around him, and he's slowly becoming something new. And then you look at him, and he's different. He probably has purple hair. Um, his eyes have changed colors, and... He has no eyebrows. <laughs> so technically, if anyone ever wanted to see Vegeta in Super Saiyan free form, you, you kind of are, but it's not exactly the same that you would have probably thought. He doesn't have the eyebrows, but but he looks really, really cool. And he explains that, you know, uh, a god of destruction taught him this, and basically he's talking about uh, Beerus. So the cool thing is that so far we've seen two mortals um, achieving... A god of destruction form. The first one was obviously Topo, and when he did it, he did look really different. I mean, he had a sign on himself, he could do Hakai left and right, his body just became so buff as opposed to him being fat, and he didn't change that much. I mean, he didn't have a hair to begin with to see if that would, but I think he kept his eyebrows at least. So it still was a really um, good transformation to see Topo happen that way. Oh, and I did bring the picture. He he doesn't have eyebrows, but the poor guy didn't have eyebrows when he when he was normal. So yeah, I just I just think that we wouldn't have known if that happened. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So um, Topo was like that, and it was pretty cool. Um, but then when Vegeta does it, so it's obvious that his hair is now purple. He obviously has an aura of purple around him. That's God of Destruction trademark. I don't know if he he's going to have those markings that Topo had on his body. Probably not. But honestly, he looks really cool. I love that about Vegeta right now. He looks so damn cool. And he's just so happy. And you know, I think that at this point, something should be very much obvious. Maybe Goku and Vegeta achieve different states of Super Saiyan or different ways, transformations of it. But the fact remains that they are two very different Saiyans. And if Dragon Ball Super did something much better than Dragon Ball Z, is the fact that it's now showing that their paths are very different. While Goku can achieve Serenity and go with the Ultra Instinct, Vegeta doesn't need to do that because he doesn't have the Serenity. He doesn't even need that Serenity. He wants power, he wants destruction, so he goes with Beerus, the god of destruction. And his power, his transformation. 
And I gotta say, at this point, Saiyans are just so damn OP. Like, they keep learning stuff. I mean, if you remember, Goku was able to mix Ultra Instinct with the power of Super Saiyan. I mean, at this point, they are just so OP that somebody said on Instagram that a fusion between them should be illegal. And I agree, because if they do do a fusion when, uh, when they're, for example, in this state, do you, can you realize how terrifyingly OP they will be? Like, who can be able to beat them? Not only do they have the instinct of a uh, Ultra Instinct power, but they also have the power of Gods of Destruction. Basically, something like Beerus in the manga, when he was actually really powerful fighting against the other Gods of Destruction. And he didn't even have Ultra Instinct. I think he had, like, a slimmer of it? Glimmer of it? So... I'm not sure, but I think that you know, at this point, this is so OP. I think it's, they're just so, so dangerous. So yeah, he transforms into his God of Destruction form, and Goku is, of course, surprised. He doesn't see him yet. He doesn't. He didn't see Vegeta yet, but that was it. And yeah, at this point, I think that, you know, one thing that's been proven is that even though Ultra Instinct is powerful, very powerful, um, I think that at this point... There are some other transformations that can beat the crap out of someone. I just hope that we're going to see Vegeta get his spotlight, get his due. I mean, in the last story, if you remember, he was doing really well. He was really kicking everyone's ass. But then he suddenly loses and Goku comes back with Ultra Instinct again. I mean, at this point, it's like a Deus Ex Machina. I know I'm using it wrong, but bear with me at least. But still... I think that Vegeta should be able to beat the crap out of Granola. I don't think that he's going to kill him outright, but he's going to teach him like that, yeah, you are powerful, but you need training. But you know what's wrong? It's that this story is sort of like Broly. It's not the same. I mean, Broly never wished to become OP. The problem is that Broly also had lots of potential, lots of problems, and powers but he couldn't control it because of those problems he couldn't really be um, as powerful as he could be because well he was angry all the time he couldn't control his feelings and stuff like that I get that and Granola is something like that right now he's being manipulated just like Broly was he's getting uh, angry he's losing emotions he's very powerful but doesn't know how to use it and yet these guys are going to teach him a lesson I just gotta say, this is very much like that, and I know that for a fact that probably Granola is just gonna remain alive and probably just exist in that world, even though we may never see him again. So my question is this, what the hell? <laughs> and the another thing is, I want Vegeta to kick ass and be the winner. I remember Dragon Ball Super Broly where he tried to be the best and he was kicking ass but again they had to do fusion and let's say that okay I forgive that because they had to do fusion they couldn't do it individually okay that's that's just understandable at least but then um, we had the next arc with Moro and Vegeta we were hoping that he would be the one to kick Moro's ass because he was doing some new training he did so much cool stuff he was winning and for some reason he loses and Goku gets to win again. In the F Resurrection, Resurrection of F, whatever you want to call it, Resurrection of Frieza, whatever. He won 
Frieza cheated and then reversed time. Goku reversed time with the help of Whis to basically take the win again. The poor guy sacrificed himself to kill Boo. Boo didn't die, and then Goku again gets the win. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now Vegeta achieves an okay. Not since I remember that. Vegeta achieved a new form in Tournament of Power. He was really cool. He re really did some cool stuff. But again, the win was somebody else. At this point, I just want Vegeta to be cool as F in this new chapter that's coming out. I want him to kick ass. I want him to run around, kick everyone's ass, be as cool as he can possibly be, and show them that yeah, Vegeta is not a pushover or is not weak. He he's super OP at this point. He should be able to do it. So yeah, I I really hope that they do. I really hope so. Please do it. Please, please, please. I want him to be just super cool. I mean, I, I gotta say something. Please don't waste stuff like this. Like you know these um, kinds of um, basically. Um, stuff that's happening um, the thing is that we need that to keep them for other stories like why do you why do you waste them why do you waste them these transformations stuff like that you, know, you waste them you show them for a couple of panels and that's probably it that that, that they go away that's it um, so I gotta say just um, it feels really good to read these new chapters they they are good they are fun are they the best that Dragon Ball has ever been? No, definitely far from it. But it's still good, pretty cool, and uh, you know, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best in the next chapter. So, aside from that, um, damn. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Give me a sec. Okay, I'm back. Um, Unfortunately, uh, there was a reply on Twitter that I had to get back to. Um, it's not related to this to this episode of the podcast. We're going to talk about it on Friday, but just want to say this little thing before I continue. Literally, guys, just, I don't know, before you start, and this goes for everything, not just, at this point, I think that, yeah, I can use it for everything. Basically, before you open your mouth or insult people for no reason all that stuff just do your research okay i mean i'm seeing some people um showing a picture of psychonauts one and they're taking it from a user that this user's id let me see what's his id so i can say um Hunter, yeah, next gen player Hunter on Twitter. They're using his picture, I assume, because it looks identically the same. And they're claiming this is Psychonauts 2. Well, it's not, it's the OG Psychonauts. So then people are saying, oh wow, is this Xbox's game of the year? First off, what does it have to do with Xbox? I know that Xbox owns Psychonauts right now, and of course, Double Fine. But what does it have to do with that? This game was developed multi-platform so what the hell secondly this is a picture of the OG one the original version the number one version which came on PS2 so somebody actually put this is a funny part they put the picture of Sly Cooper 4 next to 
the Psychonauts, original Psychonauts, and they said that, yeah, this is a PS2 game versus an Xbox Series X game. I mean, I don't know where to even begin. I mean, there was so many problems right here. I mean, that's the Sly Cooper 4. That's a PS3 game. That's a PS2 game. What's your point? Because the point you're making is wrong and you're actually backfiring it on yourself because you're saying a Sly Cooper looks worse for some reason. So, because basically that's a PS3 game, but they're saying it looks like a PS2 game. Um, then, then somebody else, you know, this, this is a funny part. I'm just going to say this and continue. Um, somebody just said that, are you dumb or stupid? Duh, he's showing the same pick. And I'm saying that, well, dumbass. He's claiming it's on Xbox Series X. He's claiming this is the second one. But in this status, he actually says that this is the OG version. Jesus Christ. Seriously, and then somebody says it is not lol. I send them the link and they shut up for some reason. I mean, at this point, I, I would love to hear him say that, yeah, I was wrong, but that's probably never gonna happen. I, was, I probably is gonna block me, but still, screw that. Let's continue on with our anime stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about My Hero Academia, the one thing I really love, and well, let's talk about it. So the new chapter came, and unfortunately in, in this week we don't have a chapter, uh, so that's why I'm talking about the previous chapter that came out. Um, the chapter that we're going to call Deku versus Class A. 2A at this point, I think. They haven't graduated yet, but, well, yeah. It's... So basically, this chapter was bonkers. Not only did we see Bakugo change from who he is to something different, we saw him wear a tie and be neat for once in his life. Of course, that was very short-lived, as in the next panel, he just starts screaming and shouting. However, all of the Class A starts to fight Deku, and Deku, of course, at this point is injured. He's very tired. He smells, courtesy of Kaminari saying it, and he is powerful, but he's very tired. So everyone is in Class A is trying to fight him, and basically stop him from doing whatever he thinks he's doing that he thinks is right, even though it's not. So, they fight him, They at, and at the same time, they start to tell him the good things that Deku has done to help them in the past. And Deku is slowly, maybe losing the will to fight, because he's slowly even tearing up and holding back tears so that he wouldn't cry and he wouldn't cry there and everyone is telling him that okay listen to us you are a good person you are not supposed to do all of this stuff on your own let us help you we can help you and everybody at this point knows about uh, one for all so they keep helping him they keep fighting him and everyone is doing their best honestly but still Deku is able to overpower some of them easily some of them he struggles and like I said it's because he's tired but most of them, for him, he's, it's just like, yeah, you know, super easy. So everybody talks to him. Kaminari does. Um, Kota. Kota? Was it? No, Kota was the kid. Uh, who's the guy who talks to animals? We, we never hear his name that much, so I actually forgot his name. Momo does. Um, Tokoyami does. Um, basically, Sue, even Sue talks everyone talks to him and 
tells him that hey don't don't do this alone we are with you even Shoto says it Shoto talks to him and you know this is such a cool chapter in, in many ways because emotionally they are um, talking to Deku they are connecting to Deku they are trying to make him understand and emotionally for us it's a big deal because we have seen the previous chapters we have read it through we have experienced it so when you see those flashbacks when it goes to when they are saying like how they could help them and it was actually part of the story and you're reminded of it it feels really good because it's not like something they ta- like Horikoshi decides to tack on and say that yeah this happened but you never saw it it's actually something you did see and you know it's like yeah Deku's a good guy but he's lost his way and one thing that Bakugo says that I think is really true is that he thinks that we should take Deku far away from All Might because he is acting like All Might and he's going to self-destruct and the funny thing is that even the previous users are going to stop him or trying to stop him but they can't but who's to blame well here's the thing well, I can t- keep talking on and on and on about the emotions. The fact is that how is the story going to go from this point? Who's at fault? Well, my idea is that, yeah, definitely the second user is at fault. Whoever this second user is, who we don't know for sure yet, he's at fault here. He's the reason that Deku started to become like this. He maybe told something to Deku that made him like this. He maybe um revealed something well i'm not still on my horse that kept saying that basically he's bakugo but i would love to think that if he's still bakugo and for some reason he returned in time because it can make sense if they reveal who they actually are and what was their purpose i mean we never actually got to know that we suddenly saw the change happen so i don't know maybe he's a descendant uh, of Bakugo that gets access to time travel maybe I mean that can make sense like think about it technology in this world does go forward and maybe maybe there's a descendant that actually can time travel and sees the horrible future that happens because of something so he goes back and changes a few things so that um, maybe they can win I don't know or maybe he's an ancestor and well, maybe there are some things he's, he tells Deku. I'm not sure. But either way, he's the reason why Deku's acting like this right now. And I don't think we still we, we still don't know the second user's quirk. We know the third one, which, which was Fujin, basically gathering energy and releasing it. But the fact is that from this point on, I think that Deku's going to lose this fight. But how? I'm not sure. I'm not going to say that Class A beats him. I think that maybe he stops fighting himself. Maybe emotionally he's spent. He can't fight. But I know that for some reason we are going to see All Might and of course... um, What was the guy's name? How did I forget the guy's name? (laughs) Who was the villain in Season 2? Wow. Jesus, I forgot. So, okay. Um, remember season 2 villain? <laughs> why Why can't I remember his name? I know he had... Stain. Oh, thank you, Google. Stain, yeah. 
Maybe Stain talks to All Might? I don't think the Stain will kill All Might because he respects All Might so much. Um, but maybe he will understand that part of the reason why Deku's like this and stuff like that is because of All Might. So maybe he tries. I don't know. But maybe All Might will die. Maybe not this chapter, but maybe like, you know, two or three more chapters. Depends on how this pacing is gonna go. So, um, yeah. I think that everything's gonna go worse for Deku at this point. Like, maybe he's not gonna be really, um, in top tip, tip top form. He's gonna lose it a little bit. And, I don't know, but I, I really wish the best for Deku. He has lost his way, and if he's gonna be the number one hero that we know he's gonna be, his ways needs to change. And it gets me excited to think that his classmates care so much about him. And you know, honestly, as someone who probably hated all of his classes and uh, classmates, it's such a you know, wonderful thing to think that, um, you know, it would have been cool if somebody probably said that, yeah, you matter or you helped us or stuff like that. I don't care anymore right now about this, but still, it w uh, I think that's nice to see that happen. And seeing Deku hold tears back shows me that he's struggling so much. And I just want to hold him and tell him that it's gonna be okay, just let your friends help you and so my predictions for next week um, is that probably he's gonna um, he's gonna stop fighting or maybe lose and the reason could be Uraraka at this point just tell us that she loves him I mean I know that for some reason that next chapter we're probably gonna see Ida Bakugo and Uraraka talk to him if it's not gonna happen, if we're gonna see every classmate talk to him, then it's gonna happen in the next one. So, but I think that's how the battle's gonna stop, and then probably, um, maybe something happens between Stain and All Might. Maybe they even stage a fake death so that Deku will stop. I don't know. And I think at this point, he's not safe. All Might's not safe. Something's gonna happen to the guy. But I think, you know, because uh, it's kind of a trope, like when you when you act um, really bad towards someone, then you're going to lose them. And that's probably what's going to happen. Because like I said, that's a trope that happens a lot in stories like this. So hopefully it's going to be cool. Hopefully we're going to see lots of awesome battles and stuff like that. I don't know. Um... So, let's just hope. Let's just hope that Deku's gonna come back. And, um... Don't really know, I just hope for the best. As for the anime side, however, let's talk about that as well. Huh? You thought I forgot about that? No. So, we also saw the release of the newest uh, episode. Um, it was pretty cool. And it uh, adapted basically um, Endeavor Arc's last few chapters, Endeavor Agency Arc actually, last few chapters. I think that next episode is going to end and I don't think that they're going to 
like you know uh, stretch it out so much I think that probably two-thirds at most is gonna be the final um, part of Endeavor Agency and then they're gonna probably tease what's to come in my hero sorry my villain Academia and I don't know maybe we'll see a new OP because it makes sense because it's now my villain Academia and honestly I'm not a huge fan of the restructuring that happened this season because it is gonna become confusing I think that people at this point are really confused as to who's this guy Liberation Army guy why are League of Villains with them why are they working what do they mean when they say Shigaraki is gonna come out in three or four months we don't know and you know what adds to this confusion is the fact that that movie um, Heroes Rising basically happened in this time frame so it is confusing to people it's a time when Deku had access to Blackwood but couldn't use it or whatever but they didn't want to spoil it and stuff like that and you know at this point I'm just confused because this adds so much to confusion and I don't know how long they're gonna make it six or seven episodes is really not enough and I don't want them to rush it like the way they did with uh, Shiei Hasaikai last season especially what how what they did to um, the fight between Lemillion and Chisaki better say overhaul if I'm using their names like that so I'm hopeful because their pacing is not that bad and it feels like it's not being rushed but the fact that they are so confident that they actually introduce a side episode for the movie it's just weird to me I'm just hoping and I hope that maybe they add one episode to the overall season because they had a side episode so I hope they do I hope they add one more so they can do justice to my villain academia because trust me if you haven't read the manga this is gonna be the best thing you've ever seen up until now of course we're still not getting there to the manga at this point, if you did hear this podcast, you probably just spoiled and you probably know now what's going to come. <laughs> kind of stupid the way I formatted my... I was criticizing their format, but now I got criticized my own. Because at this point, I should have started with the anime first and then move on to manga. Sorry, guys. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're up on to this point, then yeah, you're... You probably know what's going to happen anyway. You don't need me to tease it for you. Because you listened up until here. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, my prediction is that in two weeks time, uh, we're going to see the start, the official start of My Villain Academia. And I am predicting that maybe we see a new opening. Because the name is different, My Villain Academia. So maybe they just change it a little bit, the current OP that we have. Not sure, but I think that it's it stands to reason. At the same time, the movie is going to come out, and I think that the movie is going to come out before uh, My Villain Academia premieres. So, uh, let's see. I'm just, like, you know, just thinking. So, I think it's, like, August when it comes out. 8th of August? I'm not sure. So, if it's that, then, yeah, two weeks time makes sense for that to start yeah it makes them because we can say that you know i don't know when the movie is gonna happen exactly like immediately after the story of uh, 
Endeavor's agency's finale. If it's like that, that's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Because it connects immediately to that. So if you if you're if you live in Japan, you've seen the anime, you immediately go watch the movie and then you continue the anime. If that's the thing, then that's pretty cool. But if it's I don't know, after Villain Academia uh, Villain Academia and those events, then I don't know. But the fact is that basically Villain Academia came first, then was Endeavor Agency. And you can see that in story it makes sense. So I really don't understand why it didn't I think the reformat was basically because you know it's connected to Endeavor Agency, the story of the movie. Maybe that's why they chose to do it, because story wise it really doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. I think it's mostly because of the movie. So anyways, um thank you guys uh for joining. This was it. This was um that's it. I really don't think we have more to talk about, but still um for uh, next week, I am going to try and uh, uh, basically add some stuff to talk about. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, we have more to talk about. I just got to you know, do a little bit more research to see what you guys like. So if, you, if there is something you like, uh, send a voice message if you can. I think the link is available on every podcast you hear. Um, so tell me if there's things, there are things that you like to talk about. If I do know them, um, then I will talk about it because you know these are things I have so much knowledge about. That's why I talk about them. So anyway, unfortunately, Tenko Titan ended, so I can't talk about that. But do you remember my theory, time loop theory? If you don't, um, go and have a listen. I hope you enjoy that. Um, so far, it's been one of the hits of the channel, apparently, of the podcast. I never knew that was the case. So, yeah, if you if you like that theory, go and take a listen and give me your thoughts on whether you like this one or the new, new ending, which were scenes that were added because of the volume 34, I guess. And if you like me talking about the ending and how it was and how, how it can affect everyone, um... Again, tell me, and I'll probably do it. I mean, I am super excited to talk about that. And again, I never talk about it on my podcast um, because I wasn't uh, doing the podcast at that time. But still, thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, please like, I don't know, subscribe, follow, do anything you can to just spread the love for the podcast. I appreciate it. It's going to help me out a lot, and it's going to help me being being motivated to do more episodes like this for you guys so yeah please do and uh, that's it thank you guys for joining until next time so that we may see each other again goodbye guys